0: Hi, this is Ananda, President of the Hare Krishna Community near Washington, D.C. What follows is a Sunday talk recorded at our temple. Every Sunday we invite the public for meditation, a talk, and a vegetarian lunch. We'd love for you to join us. More information is available at iskconofdc.org. That's c.org Thanks, and I hope you enjoy the talk.
1: You know, the, the Prabhupada's books and, and study the the bhakti philosophy. You'll hear a lot about the ultimate goal of Krishna bhakti is to develop love of Krishna, and oftentimes Prabhupada uses he uses such words as as unalloyed. I believe, as I as I, as I recall, I think it was in Boston he came ashore and he saw this advertisement for something unalloyed you know metal or something, right? And he and he thought that was a really it means unmixed with anything. And so he sometimes see so it's pure bhakti became unalloyed bhakti sometimes he says it's uh it's um uh without ulterior motive. Right it's uh there's a hoitiki, without a cause. So without without something that you're trying to get out of it. Right? And uh and that this is this is our goal we want we want to develop love for krishna that is is pure unalloyed uh, without any kind of motivation i don't want something from you krishna mm-hmm. and what i think we don't talk about maybe enough is the other side of the coin And so oftentimes what we think is that we we put a kind of a material conception on Krishna. And we have experience with other human beings. And so oftentimes, we have to earn other people's trust. We have to earn, or people have to earn our trust. And so we kind of think of it in the same way. That Krishna's there. He's God. He's the Supreme Person. And we have to then prove ourselves to Him—that we are worth His attention, worth His concern, worth His. We do have to prove ourselves for everything, right in this world. You can't get a job unless you have this. You can't, you can't get into—you can't get into into college unless you have certain requirements. There's always prerequisites. So we think, okay. So it's up to me. I have to I have to understand something about Krishna. And I have to do a lot of work, a lot of serious practice, a lot of serious dedication for Krishna to love me. And Krishna is just kind of sitting there with his arms crossed and looking at us like, you know, say, hey, you know, and seeing what's missing. Hmm? But actually, love is always a two-way. So Krishna and, and you'll see if you if you also read Prabhupada's books, you'll see many times where he talks about how the love is reciprocal. Hmm. Krishna has love for him. And really, if you look at it, you'll find that Krishna has love for everybody. At all times. And that Krishna, actually, he is ahead of the curve. It's not that we'll show something... It's that the problem is there's love from Krishna's side, but there's not from ours. So I'm going to ask you. I'm going to ask for a little participation here. That are there any indications, either from scripture or from what you've heard or what you've experienced, that in, that would indicate to you that Krishna loves us? You think of anything? Okay.
2: When you're born, you get a certain number of breaths to breathe. And my number is different from your number, is different from your number. But while we're doing it, it's a given. You don't think about it. It's in the back pocket. Got it covered, right? Krishna is active in our lives. But Krishna says that he's the ability of man. So actually anything that we're able to do, That ability is actually coming from God. Even prominent scientists and people who invent certain things. Prabhupada mentions that the theist will, you know, the thought will come in their head to invent electricity or something. And someone who's a theist will say, oh, that actually was inspired by God. But other people will think, oh, it's my intelligence, it's my ability, so it came to me. But so many times things just pop in your head. Even so much as, like, you can't find your car keys and all of a sudden... Krishna lets you remember where you put them. The interesting thing about both of those
1: is those are universal. That, that's not happening for people who are devotees, who are practicing bhakti, regardless. You've, got, you've been given life. Okay, another one right? Every, every, that everybody has. In the 15th chapter of, of, of the Gita, there's kind of a series of those things, right? where, he, where Krishna says that he's in the heart, He's in charge of remembrance, forgetfulness, and knowledge. So he's serving us that way. Then it goes on and he says that he's the light of the sun and the, uh, the sun. So Ananda mentioned that, right? We're receiving the sun. Krishna's supporting our lives. And then he says he's the light of the moon, which according to the, to the, to the Vedas, the moonlight really makes uh, vegetables and other edibles more nutritious. And so he's supplying us with healthy food. And then he says he's the fire of digestion. So another another function that, that he he's he helps to digest the food that we eat, provides it and 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 does it, and then he says that he he um he keeps the earth in its orbit. Uh, that's uh and but the, I, the, I like some of the other acharyas uh, Vishvanath Chakravarti Thakur and Baladev they translate that same term that Prabhupada says keeps the earth in its orbit. It's, it comes out about the same thing, but it's kind of, I like kind of like their there's And this little more graphic, he says they keeps the earth from crumbling to dust. So if if, if the if the power of Krishna wasn't there, we'd step on the earth and it would just blow. So yeah, so Krishna is he's doing things for us regardless of what we're doing. Um, we just had Nishringadev's appearance day, and there's an interesting exchange before Nishringadev appears that uh, Hiranyakashipu was so frustrated. He was trying so many ways to kill Prahlad and was unable to do it. And so finally, in other frustration, he says, you know, where do you get your power from? This little boy, how can he resist all these things? And he says, the same place as you, father. So the strength and the power that Hiranyakashipu had to overthrow the devas and swarga And to cause so much trouble in the universe. Something else. Now think about that. That's a a form of Krishna. And he performs, he says, he gives us different forms, the different functions that he gives there, some of them. Why is Krishna in every heart with every soul? Is it not in his power to have some other being who could perform those functions? It's close enough for our purposes. And it's Krishna's expansion, so so why does Krishna come into the heart of it?
0: You asking us this as
1: question? Yeah, I'm asking. Why, okay. <laughs> why, 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 why would he come? He, he comes to witness. That's, that's all correct. But couldn't he... Ha- yeah, go ahead, John.
2: Oh, I was just going back on the comment of that he is unconditional love. Mm-hmm. So that he loves us unconditionally, it doesn't matter.
1: Well I think that compromise. yeah I think that that's that's good. he's is that he, uh, he could not have to do that personally. He could give us inspiration, he could do those things, but he chooses to chooses to be with us in a in a serious way even if we're not interested in him. Even if we're in a lower form of life, he's there with us. All right. We're not interested in him. He is interested in us, right? He's there because he, he wants to. He wants to give you, and he mentions this other places, right? He he say, he, he he says how the, how every soul is mamavansha a part of me, my portion. And in the uh, what was it the fourth chapter of the
2: Gita, he says says all the different souls are in me. And Prabhupada says, in other words, the bird sitting in a in a branch in a tree, and the enjoyer is ignoring his best friend, who is Krishna, Paramatma, and the the individual Atma, spirit soul, is trying to enjoy independently. But Krishna is just waiting for that soul to turn their direction back towards him and reawaken that friendship. Yes, so so
1: again, the the relationship is open on Krishna's side. He's very patiently waiting. So it, it shows some affection. He has some affection. That's why he's there. There's affection there. He's waiting to help. He's giving freedom. Right? Because love requires freedom. Lo- if love is compelled, it's not real love. So for lifetime after lifetime, you know, Mahaprabhu says, you know, as the souls are traveling up and down in the, within the universe, rotating around and around all these different forms of life. And only rarely, right? The Lord in, the form of, in his form of, as Paramatma is there through all these different births. It even says, right, that, that uh, the universes are created and destroyed, created and destroyed, and then there's, a, there's periods of time when there are no creation at all, and all the souls go into the body of Mahavishnu. So we don't know how many times, we've, how many universes we've lived through and how many different periods of creation and destruction we've lived through. And all the time, Krishna's been there in the heart. And who knows what we have done during those. He says, also in the Gita, right? He says, he's the well-wishing friend of everybody. Everybody. He says he's specially inclined towards his devotees. But that's because the devotees are giving him permission. So as long as we're not interested in another Another indication is how do we
2: know about Krishna? Actually, yeah, because Krishna actually doesn't give it so freely. But Prabhupada says somewhere that actually the pure Vaishnava, the unalloyed devotee, is more merciful than the Lord because even if someone's not interested, still they they preach to them, they go to them and try to reawaken their dormant Krishna consciousness. So the devotee actually is more merciful even than the Lord. Transcendently, he says, yeah, transcendently more merciful Be- because, but he says
1: because. They know the actual desire of the Lord. So, so there's this, there's, there's a, there is, a, I guess, a, a, a place in the Gita where you might have doubt about Krishna's unconditional love. It's, a, it's in the chapter of where the, you have the divine and demonic natures. And he talks about somebody who has the, the asura bhava, the, the aversion to God. Like Aranya Kashibu, he had aversion. To God. Doesn't like him. He wanted to kill him. So those persons then, but this is this is also this, this is fulfilling their desire. He puts them into lower species of life or he puts them amongst other such people. He says, a lifetime after lifetime, and they never approach me. But that's their desire. And then Krishna finds a way around that. Prabhupada mentions this in the first canto of the Bhagavatam. And he gives exactly what you said, He He mentioned, Prabhupada kind of, he refers to that verse. He says, but the devotees, <laughs> right? knowing Krishna's intention, they deliver them. So, why is it important? And it also, there's other indications, right, that, that how Krishna is ahead of the curve, even if we're devotees. There's, there's the, the quote in the first canto, also in the, in the purport, where Prabhupada says that Krishna wants us to come to him more than we can desire to do so. His desire is stronger. Right? So is, is is he sternly watching us and see if we meet all the criteria? He's trying to help as much as he can without breaking our free will. And in the form of Lord Chaitanya, he kind of, gets close to crossing that line. Krishna and Bhagavad Gita, he says, look, my door is open. I'm here for you. Whoever you are, you come and take shelter of me. There's no problem. And even in that case, he's taken the first move. (laughs) He said, hey, here I am. That's how we know about Krishna. He comes to earth. And he says, here I am, and I'm available. If you're interested in me, no questions asked. So even there, he's taking the first step, but he's kind of like saying, Hey, you know, he's leaving it up to you to really make a move. But with Lord Chaitanya, he's coming out after us. That's how people in this country were hiding out in this, this, this small universe, in this obscure place. And Lord Chaitanya's devotees come out and make themselves known, say, hey, you know, chant Hare Krishna. You know, Palaka Prabhu goes out, Bhakti Prabhu go out and, you know, chant in public. People go out and distribute books. People can come, food that's been offered to Krishna, some even persuasion, not obligation, but some gentle persuasion. This is the mood of Krishna. And see, is a really heavy. We talked about unalloyed, we talked about unmotivated. Unconditional... It's like the heaviest way possible because it means no matter what. In, in Lord Chaitanya's Shikshastakam, in the final verse, that unconditionality is expressed from the devotee towards Krishna. It's actually it's spoken, and Lord Chaitanya speaks it, but it's in the mood of Srimati Radharani. And if you look in the, in the Chaitanya Charitamrita, there's kind of a more elaborate translation than the one we usually say. And it says that I'm here, I'm padaratam, I'm at at your feet, Krishna. And you can either aslishyava, pick me up and embrace me, or you can Pinashtumam, trample me under your feet. You can mortally wound me by not being present with me, but you are my Matprananata unconditionally. You're my lord of my life without conditions, no matter what you do. The unconditional means no matter what. So Krishna is showing that towards us in all these different ways. No matter what we've done, no matter who we are, no matter what our attitude is, his. His part. And he's reaching out and wanting to have a connection with us. We're not used to somebody who's way above us doing that. So we presume that we... So I want you just to... What, what happens? Uh, maybe if, you, if, you, if you've had this experience, you can call on that. Otherwise, imagine. All right? What if you have somebody Maybe you've had somebody who knows everything about you. That means your deepest, darkest secrets. All right. Not just, you know, kind of knows you fairly well, but really knows you through and through. Knows you. And despite everything, they love you with all their hearts. So if you've had that experience, please recall it. And if you are not, try to just... I want, I'm going to give you a minute or two to really try to envision that. What do you and in my past? Or having that is really like that unconditionally. Really. like Sometimes we can, we can think, right? Somebody loves me. I think, well, what if they really knew? What if they really knew everything about me? Would they still do that? Right? But they do and they do. What would you feel?
3: I feel dissolved. Like, you know, as if I'm merging into him. Mm. Because it's total acceptance, you know. So that's the kind
2: of the peace or the bliss um, that I would feel. To be brutally honest, I think if someone has a friend that they can actually be that open and honest with about everything in their life, that's a rare gift. And I personally don't know anybody in my life that I I have had that relationship with. So I think it's rare that you can actually have somebody like that, Mm -hmm. to be brutally honest with them, and they still embrace you. It's true, To, to, to echo what he said, I, I think the person who comes even close in that category, and because the selfish interest that, that the relationship in the mind, if at all, does any person other than a mom, it's my pet, and that's because he's just ignorant. He doesn't know anything <laughs> about <laughs> it. Okay,
1: yeah, okay so. But, so, so, but, but what, 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 what I ask, though, is that if you, if you have, have had it, so then go back there, remember it. And if you haven't, try to imagine it, Okay. So I, w- I want to I override that. Uh, those things are true, but I want to override that objection because I want you to try to visualize what that
2: would be like. So let's go counterfactual, okay? What it would be like if it had an explanation. I think then you would love that person back unconditionally because how rare is that to have someone that would accept you? So, and I think where you're leading... That, that does already. That's my point. Does already, but can only be so
1: open... And so, act- it's not that we're trying to deserve and come into Krishna's presence. He's already there. He's a- but we're saying we're not interested. And so, the, uh, and you can't have love without freedom. You know, there's a... There's a uh, back in the 60s, right, there was the, the TV series, The Twilight Zone. And sometimes they had some really interesting little philosophical uh, premise to to the program. And there there was one where there was this this poor guy who was smitten with this unattainable woman. And she just wouldn't give him the time of day. And as he's lamenting this situation, he happens to run across this little store that sells potions. And, uh, And lo and behold, there's... The love potion is there for sale. <laughs> and, uh, and, and the guy doesn't want to sell it to him. He says, well, That's not worth it. I'll just sell it to you for two bucks. But you don't want, you don't want that. You don't want that. And, and he takes the love potion. And he suddenly knocks on the woman's door, and somehow he manages to talk his way in. She has a little bit of sympathy for him. She's going to get rid of him fast, you know. And he manages to slip the love potion in a drink. Okay? She drinks the love potion, and oh, does it work? It really, really works. Right? And she loves him. And she loves him intensely. And she loves him continuously. And she can't have enough of him. And then he realizes why it's two dollars. Right? Because she doesn't love him. It's all the potion. He's not getting what he wants, it's just an imitation. She's overcome by the chemicals. If you could hypnotize somebody or bribe somebody, it's, yeah, it's good for a few minutes. But it's not coming from the heart. He runs out, run, tries to get away from her. Right? So it has to be... F-
0: uh, response to your question about mm-hmm. how does it feel to be loved and yeah, how does and it free? feel, yeah. Yeah. Um, I have a quick one. You feel like you're home. Like you said, you're free. Mm. You feel like you're home with that person. And the second thought is... Um, Recently one and a half year ago we lost our father so the first thing comes to my mind is that's the person going to miss me when i'm not here so that's how i feel
3: Hare Krishna thank you for the lecture Prabhu. but uh, at that because we don't have experience of that person who loves unconditionally Practical day to day-to-day life, it becomes a theoretical, probably difficult to imagine.
1: I would like you to try, because, in point of fact, it's existing now. Right? And so I want us to at least to try to bring our attention in that direction and contemplate it a little, because it, it's it's a, it may be something we don't have. Well, we we don't. We, the reason we don't have experience of it is because we're blocked off from Krishna. See, it says in, in the third chapter of the Gita. It's interesting. Where Prabhupada mentions, he mentions that when we, that when we are in the material world, when we come into material nature, our love becomes, he says, distorted and perverted. So we have natural love for Krishna and, 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 we, and he has love for us. But that becomes changed into desire. What happens is we turn, love is an external thing. I wish, I wish well for the other. I want the other's happiness. I will do anything for the other. The other is, is, is of, 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 import, of complete importance to me. And in the same way, when it's reciprocal, the other feels like my welfare is everything. There's no there's no that's unconditional, means there's no selfish component there. It's an outward-facing thing, an overflowing thing. Then when we turn inward in ourselves, and we're and we're cut off from that love, which is so fulfilling and 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 enlivening and 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 happiness fulfilling, then we feel we feel empty. And we feel that we have to find. Happiness and that We we and then try, try. It says it says that the the intelligence that has it has desire causes us to develop to deep develop the the ego the ahankara false ego where we then identify with the body and the mind and the external things we have here for the purpose of trying to find pleasure. This is what he says in the purport. Right. So by turning inward, we've done two things. We've taken away our loving capacity and turned it inward, and we've blocked ourselves off from Krishna's love. We're just not looking, right? Like little kids, right? I don't want to deal with. Them. No matter what we've done, who we are, it's there, and Krishna is taking actual measures to try to. Pre- and He allows us to, and He's willing to help us with. Like the one, one gentleman, he, he mentioned how would melt the ego that we have is a construct that helps us to try to deal with this disconnection with love and to compensate in various different ways i want to become somebody i want to be right? when, when, when somebody when, when you're loved especially by somebody like krishna is there any chance of low self-esteem And because he's so great, we can't even we can't feel proud either. But we can feel, You don't need to be somebody. You're already loved by Krishna. What more can there be? So the whole ego is built up trying different ways to compensate for this lack of love, being loved and being able to love. And so if we, if we take with Krishna, Krishna is a specific case also. He's not just another person. But he is, in one sense, everything. Everything existing here is Krishna's energy. Even we are Krishna's energy. He's controlling everything. He says, everything is resting on me like pearls on a thread. So you have this loving person, and we're surrounded by this love. But now we're not attuned to it. We can't feel it. So how safe would you be if the whole world... Is nothing but Krishna asks us to take exclusive shelter of him in the Gita. How easy is that if we could feel that? All the so many complications just melt away. The world becomes so simple. Life becomes, and we should feel some we should feel some desire to do something for Krishna. Right? Feel a little gratitude should come in our hearts. And that's the beginning of the reciprocity. That someone as wonderful as Krishna cares for me. So right, it's, it, it it says that it says in the in the Bhagavatam that our whole thing that that, that holds us back is the hardness of our hearts. Right, in in the Bhagavatam there's there's a verse in the Bhagavatam and the same verse is quoted in the Chaitanya Charitamrita, and it says if we're chanting Hare Krishna and we're not experiencing these called the astrasafika Babas, these really extreme um Symptoms of ecstasy. He says, then our heart, it, Prabhupada translates it in the Bhagavatam as being steel-framed. But more graphically, in the, in the Chaitanya Charitam, he says it's like solid iron. And the word ashma means stone also. So you can say stone-hearted. This is our problem. When you have a continuous existence where you feel unsatisfied and unfulfilled, it makes the heart very hard, because we're trying to suffer the, the discomfort of that and trying to continue despite But in bhakti, the idea is the heart will become softer and softer and softer, and at the stage of Baba, it melts, it melts, and that the gateway drug <laughs> to that melting of the heart is gratitude. And so, when we feel that we're empty and I'm trying to prove myself to Krishna to become finally great enough to be Krishna, that's a whole other kind of mindset. That's an aspirational, in one way, it's an egotistical type of thing. But when I'm reciprocating with Krishna, with the love that's already there, it's a whole different thing. I'm not proving myself, I'm giving. I want to give something back to Krishna. When you're grateful, when you're truly grateful, you naturally want to give. It's a natural impulse. It's a net to do something back. Oh, and so the service, the 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 the, the, the connection that we have with through sadhana, through practice, that's really what we're meant for. We're meant for love. That's all that's the whole purpose of existence. Yeah, yeah. He's asking can we treat each other in a loving way, right? And of course of course that, that should be included, right? Now Prabh- Prabhupada mentions though that it's easier for us to do that if we have some understanding of Krishna's love first, because it's easy to—it's easier to love when we've experienced love and when we have love. In terms of when we—when our heart is hard, you need a little bit of some shining rays of love to start to soften it. It really helps, right? And so, so Prabhupada also mentions that that if if we if we having everybody else, is also dear to Krishna as somebody who has value, that Krishna value. And so, yeah. How to see that? How to see everybody? Krishna sees value in everyone in all cases. So how can we begin to extend that? But first, it really helps us if we can soften the heart a little bit. But yeah, so naturally.
3: Last week or two weeks ago, I was just sitting here, listening to a senior devotee. 90 years old plus. He said, Supreme Lord created everything. And he also instructed, surrender to me and you'll be okay. You'll be liberated. I am surrender, but I am not. I'm suffering as well. Also, in the movement, so many... Uh, senior devotees have surrendered and been practicing bhakti it, it doesn't s- seems like you know there is a condition to that uh, you know it's still there sometimes they fall down. they give up as well mm-hmm. seems like uh, the condition is <laughs> it doesn't look like condition you know unconditional to me
1: what, Krishna's love because of that. Now, but see, Krishna also, and so if we are, it's also the way that we do it. I think this, this is the important thing. Like I said that gratitude is the gateway drug. So we can be doing many, many things. But like Prabhupada says, he says that if we're, if we're you know, say, we're chanting offensively, he says it's like cooking with smoke. He says, where there's smoke, there's some fire, but it may take you 300 years to cook your breakfast. So anything we do towards Krishna is going to be useful, but how much? Right. And so if I'm if I'm serving intensely, and chanting intensely, and doing other things intensely, thinking that I'm going to be going to raise myself up to be something worthy of Krishna's love, and that means I'll see my then I'm not going to get the same I'm not going to get the same result because I'm not entering into love with Krishna. I don't have gratitude I have. Oh, okay, Krishna, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to attain you, right? So I'm actually blocking that off more, right? And surrender, I, uh, it's, to me, it's a little bit unfortunate given the, what the, the main English connotation is. The word sharnam has a real strong connotation of, of, of um, refuge and uh, shelter. And I think that's what Prabhupada meant when he when he says surrender there. But in in the, the if you look in the dictionary surrender has this meaning you know, I I pull out a gun right hands up. And so you have immediately lost all of your freedom. Now you do what I say. Palaka You know you still have freedom. Well I mean you can die there I mean but, but um, let's you know just <laughs> find out you, your yeah strength? you yeah, you do you do, have, you do have a choice. but let's let's let, the 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 idea though is that the, the freedom is is removed right that that's the purpose of that and most of us are going to find out we're not superman and maybe most of most of us will probably try to stay alive you know but you know somebody, you still you still have a choice you can respond to that however you like you can you know you can say go ahead pull the trigger you know it's true you still got that but i'm trying i'm trying to limit your and when i, when I say i surrender like if he says I surrender, put hands up. Then, then he, he's signaling his willingness to do as I as I ask him. Mm-hmm. He's signaling that, that that thing. Okay, yes, I will comply. So he can he can still resist. That's a choice. But when he says okay, I, I surrender. Now he could be he could be faking it. And he's going to try to run. <laughs> you know, but but let's just say you know usually that means that surrender means yes. I'm gonna I'm gonna comply with what you want. So I lose I lose my freedom and independence. So sur- surrender is much more related to this notion of shelter. That that Krishna, because and because Krishna loves you, and because He's in control of everything, you have tremendous shelter, and therefore you can you can melt like that one one was saying, you can relax, and you can try to connect with Him. So, so sometimes I think we, we've we've really made that think that I said I think there's there's the kind of thinking we're earning Krishna's love, and it's nothing that can ever be earned. It's always going to be this miracle. Why does Krishna love us? He does. It's a miracle, and so therefore, and we never can earn it. It's a, it's a gift that's priceless, right? And so that's how the humility remains. So somebody who feels like you've received something priceless from someone really wonderful will engage, will engage with Krishna very intensely. Right. So sometimes we have this. I think it's an artificial distinction when we say there's effort or there's mercy, because usually when we say well, mercy means I'm just gonna. Mm. All right, Krishna. Anytime now, take me back to Godhead. I'm willing, you know. Just, uh, I'm not going to do anything, but i just, you, you know, take me back, brother, you know. I'm good. I'm ready for it, you know. And then, and, and, but that's egoistic, right? There's no gratitude there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you want to do it, okay, that's okay. Okay, by me. I deserve it. I'm a great person, <laughs> right? I mean, look at these other people. Why would you take me, right? So there, that's ego, egoistic. There's no gratitude, right? On the other hand, I can think, hey, I'm going to be better than everybody. I'm going really, to do everything perfectly. I'm going to really earn my way. I deserve Krishna. That's also egoistic. And so there's a type of effort that comes naturally from gratitude. You see? You want to do something. And there's no pride. And there's no, you know, and either side, there's no pride either way. And so somebody who really has deep gratitude for Krishna will, will be making a lot of effort, but it won't be an egoistic effort. They'll be, it'll, it'll be feeling that they haven't even begun to repay what they've received. This is a real essence of bhakti, is that there's a feeling of extreme gratitude.
3: When we surrender completely to Krishna... We don't have anything, and we are already in Krishna. After the complete uh, surrender, still we need to continue Krishna Bhakti. How does that go?
1: Yeah, because the relationship deepens, okay? And because, first of all, we have to begin to take shelter, right? That's a process. That can, it's never going to happen. In one instant, or in two instants, it's a gradual process. As as our faith in Krishna continues grows, and our experience grows, because you know it's it's a it's, a, it's an ongoing thing. The thing grows, but but what happens is that Krishna's love increases, our love increases. You see, in, in the in the in the in the spiritual world, that's how that's how you have it. All the devotees, their love is increasing, and Krishna's love is increasing and so it just it just continues it's a developing relationship that goes deeper there's this one beautiful thing that, that blew my mind when i read it it's in the jiva goswami's gopal champu that mentions this indebtedness thing and he says that, that when, when krishna appears in this world in in the in in, this, in the, uh, incarnates in this world he finds the the husband and wife that has the most intense vatsalya rati the the the, the parental affection and out of a feeling of indebtedness, he comes as their child. So he gives himself to them. He says, even after having done so, he still feels that he has not extinguished the debt. And so in the same way, so if he, Krishna feels like that, we should feel it even more. That Krishna's love is so valuable and it's impossible for us to extinguish the debt. We're simply becoming more, more indebted, and so our so it continues. Right? The the, the chanting and the connection with Krishna, I mean it, we want to be with somebody we love. Right? Okay, we don't say, Oh, oh, we have this wonderful loving relationship, i will see you later. <laughs> right? That's okay. okay, complete. <laughs> you know? <laughs> the goal is no you <laughs> it keeps getting deeper.
0: (laughs) I mean, so often, like, we are, like, you know, impose this language that uh, if we chant 16 rounds and we follow the four regulated principles and maybe eat only prasadam, then uh, we'll go back home, back to Godhead. And, uh, you know, those are the initiation vows that we take. Mm. So... What is your response yeah. to that?
1: Well, I I I hope that we just don't leave it like that, right? I hope we just don't leave it like that, right? Because then we just we're kind of saying, okay, I've done the, I've done the minimum, you know, somehow or other, somehow or other, I make that sound sixteen times hundred and eight times a day, <laughs> somehow I just make it, and then somehow I don't do a few things, and then and then you know, great, and I'll go back to Godhead. Now, it's a hard heart, you know? Now, maybe it works. Maybe that's all it takes because, you, know, you know, Krishna can be merciful. Lord Chaitanya can be merciful. I mean, I will, I will submit to you, and I don't know if this is relevant or not because any condition could be done by the mercy of the devotees, but there are many, many types of places in back to Godhead and many, many different conditions in, in in the in, in the, it's it Jiva Goswami says this also in the uh, and Prabhupada says this he he says that uh, that is that uh, that um, Prabhupada explain, actually Prabhupada explained it really nicely but uh, Jiva Goswami says that uh, that uh, that persons who have Krishna prema so they have love of God but they're not living in the Goloka in the Vrindavan part of Goloka they're in Mathura or Dwarka or Vaikunta they can have prema. Right? but they don't have this, but sometimes their service may be interrupted and they, they enjoy the, the, the happiness, sukha, and power or opulence of the, of the spiritual, because they don't feel that Krishna needs their seva. Right? Or it even, Vishwanath says that the people who, who practice karma-mishra-bhakti, right, that they, 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 but very intensely, they, they serve Krishna for a motivation, they can go, to Vaikuntha, but they're not very closely connected with Krishna. So I mean, anything can happen by the mercy. But even if even if we're receiving some kind of special mercy, right? Shouldn't we be grateful? Right. So I just I I would just plead with everybody: don't be satisfied with that. See, so you, you know, I mean, just be, just because somebody is so merciful, do we have to be hard-hearted? <laughs> and it's so much more beautiful when you can feel it. Right, instead of trying to, trying to somehow execute this thing, right? Because that, that's, if that happens, it's not that we've deserved something. It's, it's, it's that somehow somebody was especially merciful to us. You know? Because you can't ever deserve it. Right? So I would just invite people, please feel some gratitude. Feel some, how Krishna is loving us right now. And feel how that we're indebted like if if we, if we can just do that and go back to godhead isn't that awesome shouldn't we want them to to at least do it really nicely right shouldn't our chanting be, be beautiful then right because it is the gratitude that makes the chanting difficult that's what that's what's that's what's given in the in the, in the first the second and third verses of the shikshastakam right we we try different ways right to pay attention to the holy name we know that paying attention is important right but if there is some bit of juicy gossip or some kind of news that you're really interested in, he says, wait, 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 wait. Sam's going to tell me something really interesting. he like, wait, wait, wait. Let me try to concentrate. <laughs> Do some pranayama. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm, like, I'm all ears, dude. <laughs> like right now. Right, so if there's some gratitude, man, attention is, is, is intrinsic to that. I don't have to go, oh, <laughs> no, man. <laughs> it's all the way there. So, you know, we can have, some, we can have more gratitude than just just doing those things. It's not, it's not that much. And it's beautiful to be connected with Krishna more, even right now. We don't have to wait to be connected with Krishna when we're back to Godhead. We can do it now. He's not, he's not waiting up in, up, in, up in the spiritual world and just kind of, okay, when you come, we'll, we'll talk. Past our, our time
2: here.
0: We can we can take another question, but feel free if anybody wants to uh,
2: drift out. Krishna has this love, and and um, but I might have things didn't happen in my life very well, or there are miracles that are possible, but I haven't seen them, and um, so I might project like what I might think is practical. I mean, we offer whatever we have to offer.
1: And I guess we offer it, if it's something that, they, if, if somebody, is, somebody is a Paramahamsa, right, then they, they know the other person's heart and what they say is going to be accurate. But if, if we're, you know, more ordinary devotees, then, yeah, we maybe shouldn't be eager to impose something to take away their, okay. I, say, I invite you to, <laughs> to not just take shelter of chanting 16 rounds and that, but to, to, to try to do that, but that's an invitation.
0: Just take two more questions, and then you can all gather around Geary afterwards and, and continue the. talk.
2: I just want to add to you, to your class. You talk about reciprocation. So this is actually from the qualities of Sri Krishna, grateful. Mm. It's chapter 17 oh. in the Nectar Devotion. Any person who is conscious of his friend's beneficent activities never forgets his service is called grateful. In the Mahabharata, Krishna says, quote, when I was away from Draupadi, she cried with the words, Hey Govinda, this call for me has put me in her debt, and in that indebtedness is gradually increasing in my heart. The statement by Krishna gives evidence of how one can please the Supreme Lord simply by addressing him, Hey Krishna, Hey Govinda. That uh, doesn't, I mean, doesn't... It's so it's so beautiful, right? Doesn't that like you know hit us in the heart and say you know why can't we you know if Krishna can be so grateful, can we? And I thought if it's this simple to please Krishna, so I would walk around saying, "Hey Krishna, hey Govinda, <laughs> <laughs> Hey Krishna."
1: She, she she said it with a certain <laughs> a certain intensity. <laughs> I know. Well, how I can the well but the, but the, but then here you are. But here you are also, right?
3: yeah 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 here, I mean, yeah, yeah
1: here you are, here you are, so it, you know he he heard that, he, that, 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 that he, he hasn't forgotten that and he helped it helped you it, it may not be to the immediate the same immediate effect as drove, but because she was more intense but yeah, so I'm saying so so but so here you are, yeah, here you are yeah, it, it is right exactly just a little gratitude and try to you know to, to show to reciprocate with Krishna. It isn't isn't complicated in that way. It's a very simple thing, because it's a personal relationship, a personal connection. So it is, if I can just be a little grateful. Hi, Krishna
3: Prabhu. Um, I was thinking about what, but um, I think the best way for us to share love of Krishna with others is through our example. I talk to other people about Krishna who may not know about Krishna. So I brought my friend to temple one time. My friend knew nothing. Baha'i Krishna is for Gaurapurimha, right? So I brought my friend, but it was just like happy and like safe and like just comfortable. And that's like the love of Krishna. I talk to people that Prabhupada said, because you can't go wrong. Like if you're calling Prabhupada, you can't go wrong because Prabhupada knows what he's talking about. So it's like there are a lot of different just by watching. So these are all things that I want, but I believe Krishna, like I've asked Krishna.
0: Okay. We are delightfully way over time. <laughs> and uh, once a month, Geary will do the Sunday talk. Bye. Bye. And he also runs a Bhakti Lounge on a Sunday morning from 10.30 onwards. And that's more of a, um, just a, a discussion circle it's about... 10 o'clock hmm? on a Sunday morning. Sam's a, Sam's a regular. Um, yeah, so uh, thank you. Thank you all for listening and leaning in. And have a wonderful week in Krishna's company, Krishna's service, and concentrating, remembering that